Hello, and welcome to A History of Japan. Season 5, Episode 6, A Tale of Two Courts. Upon Emperor Kamu's death, his eldest son, Crown Prince Ate, was elevated to the throne and is remembered as Emperor Heisei. If you Google him, you may find that he is also called Emperor Heijou, but for our purposes, I will be sticking with Heizei Tenno. The court which Emperor Kamu left behind was fairly competent, and Emperor Heizei seems to have felt very comfortable leaving the actual governance of the nation in their hands. He had held the title of Crown Prince since he was 12, and presumably had been given the best training and preparation available, but he found government work uninteresting, and turned his attention to other matters. A good shorthand for describing Ate-sama's reputation would be a messy prince who lives for drama. This is well illustrated by one of his first orders of business as emperor, which he probably saw as correcting an injustice committed by his late father. In the previous episode, we discussed how he had been caught in an affair with Fujiwara Kusuko, the wife of a middle counselor and the daughter of the late Fujiwara Tanetsugu. Kusuko had been sent away, and I believe her marriage had been dissolved as a result, though again, the conflicting records make it difficult to be certain. There were consequences for Crown Prince Ate as well, and Emperor Kamu nearly removed him from the succession entirely in favor of his younger brother, Prince Kamino. After Crown Prince Ate gave a full accounting of the affair and apologized for embarrassing the imperial house, Emperor Kamu decided to let the matter end. Now that he was the emperor, Heizei Tenno lifted Kusuko's ban from the capital and she soon returned and became his consort. While the court was scandalized by this flagrant immorality, business went on as usual, and the more ambitious Kuge probably saw this as a chance to take hold of the reins of government for themselves, while the Tenno amused himself in other ways. One item on their agenda was the reformation of the imperial bodyguards, who were reorganized into two groups the left imperial bodyguards and the right imperial bodyguards. Each wing had their own commander, and our old friend Sakano-ue Tamuramaro was assigned to command the right imperial bodyguards. While the hostilities between the Yamato court and the Amishi had not officially been resolved yet, there was very little fighting to do, and there was for the moment a de facto ceasefire. During Heizei Tenno's early reign, both Kusuko and her brother Fujiwara Nakanari were granted positions of prominence in the court. Kusuko served as Naishi no Kami, an official messenger between the sovereign and the court, one of the official posts set aside for female courtiers. Nakanari was made a counselor, and the emperor frequently listened to his advice. In 807, Prince Iyo one of the emperor's younger brothers, was accused of plotting rebellion. His mother was accused of taking part in the plot as well, likely as a sorceress casting black magic spells aimed at the Tenno. It is believed that Kusuko and Nakanari were the primary accusers in this situation, 
and it could be that they were trying to strike terror into the other courtiers by making an example. Prince Iyo was confined to Kawaradera Temple, and as he and his mother awaited trial, they committed suicide by swallowing poison. Such a scandal meant an opportunity to drive out the Kuge, whom Emperor Heisei believed were not as loyal as they should be. Governorships to remote provinces on Kyushu and Shikoku were assigned, the usual method of political exile in these times. The Nihon Koki tends to paint both Kusuko and her brother as overly ambitious nobles who reveled in sadist cruelty. Modern historians tend to believe that Emperor Heisei was not innocent of this scheming, and that he probably initiated and directed much of their skullduggery. Emperor Heisei had a poor constitution, however, and in 809 he grew increasingly sick. He attributed blame for this illness to the vengeful ghost of Crown Prince Sawara, who died as a result of trying to stop the capital from being relocated away from Heijo-kyo. I have to admit I find it strange that he did not think of his younger brother's vengeful spirit first, but it could be that he'd convinced himself that Prince Iyo was guilty. Why else would he kill himself, after all? Heizei Tenno was certain that the ghost of Crown Prince Sawara would kill him if he didn't abandon the throne. Kusuko and Fujiwara Nakanari begged him not to go through with it and assured him that they would find another way, but he abdicated and named his younger brother Prince Kamino as his successor. Thus was Prince Kamino elevated to the office of emperor in May of 809. He is remembered as Emperor Saga. Emperor Saga set about dealing with all of the matters which his elder brother had let slide during his brief time on the throne. However, poor constitutions seemed to run in the family, as Saga Tenno grew increasingly ill soon after taking office. I believe it was at this point that retired Emperor Heisei realized he had misread the signs. Prince Sawara's ghost was not just haunting him personally, but was determined to reverse the capital location by threatening the lives of the Tenno, regardless of who occupied the Chrysanthemum throne. Former Emperor Heisei established his residence in Heijo-kyo, along with Kusuko and Fujiwara Nakanari, a maneuver that must have been viewed with deep suspicion by the rest of the court. When the retired emperor issued an edict ordering the court to relocate to Heijo-kyo, the incident moved beyond mere annoyance and solidly into the category of potentially serious problem. Emperor Saga pretended to comply at first, sending Sakanoue Tamuramaro and some of the other trusted Kuge, who firmly supported his reign, to oversee construction in Heijo-kyo. Four days after Kusuko had proclaimed the edict, Saga Tenno sent messengers to the surrounding provinces in Kansai, ordering them to close the roads on their borders. Fujiwara Nakanari was in Heian-kyo at the time, and the emperor sent his imperial guard to arrest him. Then the court, directed by the reigning sovereign, immediately moved to strip Kusuko and Nakanari of their rank and positions also issuing public edicts announcing their sins and defaming them in the public eye. 
While all of this was happening, Kukai was performing his special ritual to make the Emperor able to defeat any enemy, and Saga Tenno was later convinced that this made all the difference. Retired Emperor Heisei and Kusuko, meanwhile, realized that Emperor Saga was not going to obey their edicts without being coerced, and they set out at once to rally the local troops to their side in the surrounding provinces. As they neared the edge of Yamato province, they found all roads leading to the other provinces blocked, and quickly realized they had been outmaneuvered. They returned to Heijou-kyo, defeated before the battle had even begun. Retired Emperor Heizei shaved his head and took vows as a Buddhist monk, and his lover Kusuko committed suicide by drinking poison. For many years, this event was referred to as the Kusuko Incident. But as historians have adjusted their analysis to account for the misogyny of the times, especially the obvious tendency to compare every high-ranking woman to Empress Shotoku, the name has been changed to the Emperor Heisei Incident. Doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, but it is more accurate than blaming the entire affair on the woman nearest to the Emperor. Fujiwara Nakanari was killed shortly after he was put in custody, though there is some uncertainty whether this was a personal order of Emperor Saga or a public execution sanctioned by the legal establishment. Whatever the case, he was tied to a post and shot with arrows. The Nihon Koki gives the impression that the man was a troublemaker who essentially got what he deserved here. With his swift, decisive action, Emperor Saga displayed great cleverness in the way he planned ahead. By cutting off the would-be rebels before they had a chance to mobilize, he had minimized the potential destruction which a civil war would have wrought upon the nation. And now that retired Emperor Heisei had taken orders as a Buddhist monk, he could keep him sequestered in Heijou-kyo, where he wouldn't have a chance for a second attempt at restoration. There were several pressing problems for which Saga Tenno and his Kuge needed to find solutions. The treasury was severely overdrawn, and after so many years of fighting the Amishi and massive building projects, it was in desperate need of relief. Emperor Saga turned his attention toward another regular source of drain on the nation's tax income, his extended family. Saga Tenno had fathered 49 children with 30 different women. To cut down on the expenditure necessary to support such a massive household, he took 32 of his children, both sons and daughters, and demoted them en masse from being members of the emperor's household to the same level as the other nobles. They would be expected to compete for offices just like the other kuge, and he granted them the name Minamoto whose kanji can also be read as Genji. The terms Minamoto and Genji are used interchangeably by historians, but I will generally stick to Minamoto. We will discuss the clans that descend from disinherited members of the imperial family in greater detail in the next episode. Following in his father's pious footsteps, Saga Tenno issued a decree that made eating most kinds of meat illegal. This was partly an expression of his Buddhist faith, as the forms of that religion that came to Japan often forbid the consumption of beings which they defined as sentient. 
Fish and birds were omitted from this list, so they became the primary source of animal protein among the Japanese population for many centuries. In 818, he abolished the death penalty for the crime of treason, a prohibition which would remain in place until near the end of the Heian period. This clemency can probably also be attributed to his devotion to Buddhism. It's important to note that this was not an abolition of capital punishment in general. It only applied to those convicted of treason. So famous was Emperor Saga's religious fervor that his retirement home would eventually become a Shingon temple, where retired emperors would serve as Buddhist monks after leaving office. Originally the palace of Saga-in, the Daikakuji temple still hosts the famous Osawa Pond, which is still present on the temple grounds today. While the situation with the treasury had improved, certain members of the court thought of a way to both improve the state's income and raise their own status among their peers. Several high-ranking members from various branches of the Fujiwara clan donated the income from some of the land they had been granted by the state, and a few even donated plots from their shōen wholesale to the government. This will be a constant trend throughout the Heian period, though eventually it will prove to be too little too late. Still, in Sagaten No's time, it was a welcome gesture that helped the government stay in the black. For now. In 823, Emperor Saga abdicated the throne and passed it to his younger brother, Crown Prince Otomo, who was in his late thirties at the time, and had been chosen as the crown prince shortly after the Heisei incident. Crown Prince Otomo is remembered as the Emperor Junna, and we'll discuss the events of his reign two episodes from now. Next time, we will pause the narrative and examine the disinherited clans, the Minamoto and the Taira, who found for themselves a most interesting niche in the tapestry of offices in the Great Council of State. Until then, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at A History of Japan, visit the online store ahistoryofjapan.threadless.com, and find us on the web ahistoryofjapan.com. It remains an unfortunate fact of life that money can't buy happiness. It can, however, buy you a new shirt, magnet, sticker, mug, or journal featuring exclusive designs related to this podcast. By visiting ahistoryofjapan.threadless.com and buying some of the items featured there, you get yourself something beautiful and help support this podcast at the same time. Again, that's ahistoryofjapan.threadless.com. Visit the store today.